everyone, welcome back to another episode of Game Talk Radio. I am your host, Greg, and with me, my good friend, we were talking about it for the last couple of podcasts, here we go, my good friend, John is back. How you doing, buddy? How are you? Good. Just, that's it? I, Just one word? I, yeah, I'm good, I'm <laughs> blind, I... <laughs> I got glasses for the first time in almost 40 years, and it feels weird. But other than that, I'm all right. Nice. I've been playing a lot of one game. What's the one game you've been playing? Uh, I for the since it came out, I've been playing uh, Mother Gunship by Terrible Posture Games, uh, which is the semi sequel to Tower of Guns. And I'm for some reason with this developer, I'm really weird and like. I want to have all of the trophies and achievements for every version of their games done for some reason. So like on Mother Gun or on Tower of Guns, I have the PS4 American download and European copy of the game done. And then on Xbox One, I have the American version and the European download completed, like platinum. And then Mother Gunship is considerably more difficult. So it took me almost three years and about 120 hours <laughs> to finish the Xbox or Xbox One version of the game. And I did that last week. And so after I did it, I fired it up on PS4. And I immediately noticed that the, the PS4 is updated like further than the Xbox One version is. So the game is significantly easier. Oh, and I was like, how nice! I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like, like, and I, I, I tweeted at the developer. I'm like, are the systems running on different versions? Like, because uh, I, I mentioned some of the the differences I noticed, and he's like, well, maybe your Xbox version is just not updated, which is weird because Xbox auto updates. So, like, I don't know why it would be running on a a different version. But on PlayStation, there's a American and European disc version of the game. And you can only get that game on disc anymore. They delisted it. Oh. Uh, for some reason. Grip Grip Digital, which is their publisher, for some reason delisted their game uh, about eight months ago. And so the only way you can get it is to buy the disc. And so I have the American and the European disc for PS4, and I've been working on getting the Platinum for both of them. And the, the the funny thing about it is there's a couple trophies and achievements that took me 120 hours to get on the Xbox. And on the PlayStation version, they're the first achievements I got. And uh, now all I have left is the very, very, very tedious, like, kill 1,000 of this and add 1,000 parts to your guns. So I, I just have to, like whittle away at that you have been advocating i mean you told me about towers of gun tower of guns like years ago yep and you always harp on the game so yeah so so now have you done that with any game or game series since the arkham games right because batman arkham asylum is like the one game you've done it you've achieved on like nine nine, nine versions i have i have essentially the platinum trophy or all the achievements in nine different versions of Batman Arkham Asylum. That's, uh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of weird. So uh, my, my friend Kevin gets focused on one game. Like, like I, I sent him years ago, I sent him like 40, 
40 games for Xbox 360. I was like, play these. Um, and instead of playing any of the 40 games that I sent him, he would like he would get bored and then he would just keep going back to Geometry Wars 2, <laughs> which he had like 500 hours in and like had all of the achievements in for years. And he would just dick around and play those. And I'd be like, for the love of God, would you play some of the games I sent you? They're some of the greatest games of all time. I think you'll love them. <laughs> and it was almost like he was taunting me. He would, like, like he had the first Batman Arkham Asylum, and he probably waited six months to finally play it out of those 40 games. And then he also has nine different versions of that game completed because I sent him the first game. So. Well, to be fair, Geometry Wars is, like, awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're going to put 500 hours into a game, like, Geometry Wars... <laughs> that's that's a good one to play so that's the the funny thing about about uh xbox and like and playstation now that you can tell if somebody's playing what game somebody's playing <laughs> like if i would have borrowed him a game during the super nintendo era like i never would have known if he played it or not like i couldn't i wouldn't be able to tell that he's been procrastinating for eight months but <laughs> but now you could just be like right. oh i'm gonna look at his profile it's like that son of a bitch still didn't play that game <laughs> now you can shame your friends which you couldn't do it, when we were younger. How nice. It's also changed gift giving for me. Cause like if I give like after the Xbox 360 was a thing, if I bought somebody a video game and they never played it, I'd be like, all right, fuck it. I'm not buying them gifts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, well, I, well, then I have to tell you, you know, I never played uh, the game you got me. So. Yeah, what? <laughs> I gave you a connect game, didn't I? Uh, what was it? What did you get? Uh, it's sitting in your. Sh- it's like one of your only Xbox 360 games sitting on that shelf behind you. Yeah, I I can't see. It's blocked by a chair right now. Oh okay. I forget what it was, but you were very nice and got me something. Although I bought. I'm you, okay with that. I, 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 I bought, bought you, you that as a gag, <laughs> and I bought you equally cool gifts when I'm uh, traveling uh, overseas. For instance, uh, I found you like these weird, stupid cricket games on 360 and the, the, the dumbest shit that yeah, we never got me, here. Uh, yeah. Although I'll admit, I don't think I've played any of those games. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Well, I, I that's fine. Them. Hey, that's fine. Um, so, okay, well, that's cool. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying that. Um, today, I don't think we have a, a, a long podcast today because something came up recently, and it's not like it's anything new necessarily. Um, but I, I thought it'd be fun to talk about because John and I had a really good conversation about it. And I dug up some old stuff he didn't know. He told me some stuff I didn't know. So we're going to take you all on an adventure today. We're going to take you on the wild ride that is limited rare games. Now, if you've never heard of limited rare games, you might have heard of limited run games. Or you might have heard of super rare games. Or you might have heard of hard copy games. Or you might have heard of special reserve games. These are all companies that do limited copies of physical games. Uh, Limited run, most notably, like the first and biggest of them all and a lot of a lot have sprung up since then and lately there's been this one called limited rare games which is getting really weird and so we're going to take you down this ridiculous path and explain to you kind of everything going on and then i think we're going to give our assessment of who it is because it's it's my understanding that it's a company that already exists but they're hiding it like a like an internet gag but uh, not a very good one. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that because John and I have both bought into their nonsense and maybe it'll be therapeutic for us to talk about it. But before we do, uh, I wanted to address one thing, 
which was obviously in the last couple weeks, there's been a lot of news in particular about the Activision Blizzard situation, which is that a lot of people or not. I shouldn't say a lot. There were people working at Activision Blizzard that uh, like males in particular, uh, white males, most mostly uh, that were um, harassing women, uh, creating a, a hostile work environment and ultimately led to uh, a lawsuit from California being filed against Activision Blizzard and uh, thus the company being sued and, and all and a bunch of people now exiting. So the, you, the you, most you... devastating part of that that really got to me was that that it feels like it, the first story mentions it, but then they don't really talk about it after the fact uh, that a woman was dating one of her supervisors at Activision and or he's either Activision or, or Blizzard, but she was dating her supervisor. They must have broken up. The supervisor shared her nude photographs with coworkers around the office, and she ended up killing herself on a work trip because yeah. of the shame. And that was that like blew me away because it's like holy shit! Like somebody's actions leading to somebody's death is crazy. And that person, I don't know if that person got fired, but they should have gotten fired immediately. Yeah. And, and so ultimately you would think then, well, why didn't you talk about that? That's a, it's a big deal. It's a big story. Um, one, I would say quite honestly, I'm just kind of disgusted by it and I don't really want to talk about it. Um, yeah. mostly because it's awful in every way. There's not any good thing coming out of it really. Um, and I hate to say it, but it's sadly not limited to the video game industry. It's something that's very big in a lot of corporate industries. Um, a lot of, a lot of technology circles, especially, um, but video games is, has, was a male dominated for a very long time. So a lot of people that have been around a long time are men in positions of power. So I didn't really want, I didn't really want to talk about it because honestly, it's awful. There's like, there's not anything positive that I don't like it, but I did have one nugget of wisdom that I wanted to pass along about it. And this might be controversial. I don't think so. But I think if you think something could be controversial, it's fair to say it probably is. But what I would say about it is I think when we talk about it and when we discuss it, we need to talk about, I, I don't like when people say Activision Blizzard's bad. This stuff happened there. Activision Blizzard's bad. I think that cheapens what actually happened, and it gives a scapegoat to the actual people who did this. If you're one of the people that harassed people, you should be gone. We should name those people, out them, and they should be gone. If you were an HR person that heard these complaints and didn't do anything about it, you should be gone. If you are a higher-up that HR reported it to and you did nothing about it, you should be gone. But we should know those people. I want to know those people. I don't. I, I think it's just really lazy to say things like Activision Blizzard is one of the worst companies ever because people are getting harassed there. I hate this company and I'm going to boycott this company. Um, I don't care if you boycott the company, but I think that's the easy way out of not calling out who actually did it. And I think it's giving those people a shield, a shield they don't deserve and they shouldn't have. So it's weird because I didn't really want to talk about this a at all. But I felt like that's something that was really bothering me in all the social media I saw and all the like all the sites and all the stories you're reading. It's just like all these people 
like the normies, you know, who just kind of like casually dip their toe into video game news, you know, they, they start talking about Activision Blizzard sucks and, and like a company can't suck. Okay. A company is, is, is not an entity. It is run by people who are entity. Like a company is sorry. A company is an entity that's run by people. It takes on the characteristics of the people that run it. So when you say a company sucks, I feel like you're giving a shield and an excuse to the people that are actually guilty of what's going on. Um, and that kind of segues into a point I felt about for a long time. And I know people will not agree with me on this and that's totally fine. Uh, I don't care, but I'm not a big fan of boycotts of companies. Um, so for instance, uh, now when it comes to Activision Blizzard, I did deactivate my wow account, um, which is unfortunate that I paid for six months at a time because I can't get a refund (laughs) and my account's still active. So at least I canceled it to try to let them know I was unhappy with the way they're running things, but that's also about the game being kind of a pile of shit right now. <laughs> um, so, and, and of course the, uh, you know, trying to, 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 you know, try to, try to have your voice heard, I guess. Uh, what do they say? Put your money where your mouth is. Right. So, however, I'm not a real big fan of boycotting companies. One company, for instance, and, and I'll get into it. Why? After I say this, now I know that I have friends who, if I told this to, they would be very disappointed in me. And they would say, that's a really bad take. And I disagree with you. And I don't like your take. And I'd be really disappointed because those are people I respect and I love. But I'm going to use the example of Chick-fil-A. So Chick-fil-A is a company, uh, as a company, donates a lot of money to uh, religious organizations. Oftentimes religious organizations that are um, anti, um, you know, anti-gay and that are um, anti-women's health so when (laughs) when when you say like you shouldn't eat at chick-fil-a because you're supporting all this stuff i mean yes arguably you are the money you give to them goes to something that you don't necessarily believe in however i i feel like and my retort to that is always there are lots of people that work there that are employed there that make money from there support other causes that you might like. So I think it's a little short-sighted, just a uh, short-sighted, excuse me, to, oh, what is my, like it's short-sighted to, um, God, I'm trying to get the words out right. So I don't sound like a total moron, but it, I'm, it's, it's short-sighted to just automatically think because the company does things you don't like that the, that everything that is surrounded by that company is bad i guess if that makes sense so like discounting all the hundreds and thousands of workers that work there that might believe in the opposite politically and might donate politically they get to use chick-fil-a's dollars to support things that chick-fil-a does not believe in as uh, the, the people that run chick-fil-a i should say so people tell you don't eat at chick-fil-a because they support you know and i'm like I, I think Chick-fil-A is delicious and I really like their chicken sandwiches. So I'm sorry. I do eat there occasionally. Um, there's not one in town here, so I don't really get to get it very often unless I'm in Appleton. But uh, I, I don't, I, like, it goes to my whole point about boycotting a company. I think if you really wanted to, every company in the entire world, you could find a reason to boycott them. So essentially in the consumer society that we live in, you can't not consume something that was done where people at a company did crappy things. Right. And so that's just my personal take on why I don't do boycotts of companies because companies are run by people 
And so when people do something nasty, it's okay, I think, to call out the people and the people should be held accountable. But just to say a blanket statement of this company is bad, uh, I don't like it. I think it's cheap, but I don't know. Like I said, it's a take that a lot of people probably don't agree with. And I even have friends that would probably hear that and like, they're like wincing right now. Like, oh man, come on, not not, not you, Craig. <laughs> I, can't, I can't lose you too. Uh, but it's not that. I mean, it's just, it's always been my take on it. I, I just think... I just think it's like companies. I'm sick of people putting identities on companies. Companies aren't anything. They're not people. They're not making decisions. People at these companies make these decisions. I think it's a very important distinction. Your thoughts, John? I yeah, I agree with with some of that. I I don't support Chick Fil A. I don't I don't buy their chicken mainly because I it's thirty miles away. Uh, <laughs> So it's a very easy thing for me to not buy. Right. It's like it's like because I don't want to. I don't want to drive to Appleton to go buy some chicken. It's like vegetarians um, giving up red meat for Lent. You know, they're just like, well, yeah, okay, I'll do it. So for me, it like it's like, oh, Popeyes is in town. They have a delicious chicken sandwich. I will support them. They do. Popeyes is 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 good. It's not nearly as good as Chick Fil A, but Popeyes is good. I do like Popeyes. I, I will say we do have Chick Fil A sauce in my fridge that we bought from walmart yeah, and yeah, yeah. nicole does like it on just about everything um including cereal so <laughs> that's gross <laughs> not really, not really. <laughs> but but yeah so but that was just kind of my point i don't i don't want to go into a whole story about it but basically that was my rant of the week because i wanted to talk a little bit about that story because i didn't touch on it at all and that seems like a story that i'm sure people are listening were like how come greg hasn't said anything about this it's wild and believe me i could fill hours with my opinions on it it's just gross i don't know i just don't like it it makes me uncomfortable and it makes me mad that this still exists in multiple industries including the game industry but i also get very mad at people who are just discounting it like oh that's another big company not all big companies are run by terrible people you know not not all uh many are i'm sure uh that we don't even know about but not everything you know and so it's it's not it's not as simple as big company bad you know it's worker all worker good you know it's just it, it's it's a tough argument for me and, and being a business owner when i try to explain to people that there is like a nuance between like people just because some people have money and earn money doesn't mean like quote unquote they're not worth that money you know like like oftentimes people will talk about like oh a ceo shouldn't make 50 million dollars a year and i guess that's fair but that's what the market dictates you know and so i i don't I guess maybe it's just part of the system. So I'm used to it and maybe people are trying to break out of the system, but it's just the argument on both sides is kind of irritating and it's covering up what actually happened, which is legitimately garbage. Human beings were harassing people at that company. And those people for the most part are gone now, but they need to go top to bottom and do a review and wipe people out that are capable of doing that again, or that might do it or have been in trouble for it in the past. It's just one of those things like go after the people. Stop blanketing it as a company. So I'll give you I'll give you the last word on this one, John. Uh Yeah, like I I agree, but like the the they had that Cosby room in I think it was in Blizzards. Yeah, that that's uh, it was so gross, yeah. Yeah, like and when I first read about it, like spelled the word Cosby as like Crosby in the the court filing and so like when I initially heard about the cross the Crosby room I was like well they probably meant Cosby Mason Crosby and they from probably the <laughs> uh, and I was like they probably meant Cosby the 
like Bill Cosby, and they they probably were just like joking around saying it was like the sexual harassment room. I didn't expect them to literally have a framed picture of Bill Cosby in the room, like well after his sexual assault yeah. and like rape stuff was known. Like, yeah. like if you have a Cosby room in your in your studio and it is currently 1992, okay, it's probably a really nice place. Yeah, you don't know better, <laughs> but <laughs> if it's if it's post 2015 and you call something the Cosby Room and you have a framed picture of that man on the wall, that's a little problematic. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I totally agree. So, like, like the fact that that existed and like nobody in like HR like was like, "Holy shit, get that off the wall." We're turning this into a break room. Get the fuck out of here! Like. <laughs> Like that shouldn't have existed. Well, like, well, and it looked like there was a bed in that room, didn't it? So that's a. It was a hotel room. So it was. Okay. It wasn't a room at like Activision Blizzard headquarters. It was a room that they would have when they were, I believe, it was at BlizzCon. That like one of the employees had a room, and they referred to that room as that. And then one year they okay. got a framed picture of Cosby that they brought along. To to like have in the room because it wasn't clear enough that you called it the Cosby room. You had to have an actual picture of Bill Cosby. So yeah, Which, I mean, it, besides being gross, like that's just so fucking stupid. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't even say it in a nice way. It's so stupid. I mean, and, but, and but you're like, right. That should have been something that HR should have, should have got on that. And obviously nobody reported it to them. And if people had, maybe it would have become a thing, but, when when like your boss invites you to a room like that and they're joking about something that even if it makes you uncomfortable you're pretty much like oh that guy's a creep i'm not going to go to the room again but you often don't well, think I'm... to report it you just think that i won't you know i don't know well i was going to say that like people might be thinking well it happened at blizzcon like that shouldn't like that's different than if it happened in this office blizzcon for them is a work function True. Uh, just like when we were at gamestop the GameStop manager conference was a work function. So when we were off the clock and it was nine o'clock at night and you're in Vegas and you're getting shit faced, (laughs) you could still be fired for the stupid things that you do or say because you are there for a work function. So that, that room at BlizzCon run or, uh, or with, with Blizzard staff, technically would be under the purview of the company and they probably should have done something about it yeah and well did did you and i ever go to a conference together i feel like we never did no um man what a a missed opportunity that would have been yeah i only ever got drunk the first conference and after that i did not drink and drop (laughs) well the, the problem with getting drunk at conference was the next morning the only thing you had to eat was wet scrambled eggs yeah, runny made, prepared for 50,000 people so like the food's just and then, vile and then served three days straight the same eggs yeah yeah Gre- greasy sausage that makes you shit out your ass it was yep. awesome anyway so I don't want to get hung up on it um, but that's why I didn't cover it which obviously we just covered it for 10 minutes or 15 minutes so uh, but that's why I didn't really talk about it because I just don't want to it's gross but it's a big deal and I do appreciate that it's a big deal and I, I'm proud of them for doing a, a walkout and uh, I think you know it was actually cool seeing other companies do walkouts like in solidarity with them. Um, I'm not really irritated 
you know what? I don't want to get into it. I'm not doing a podcast on that. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go point by point, but basically those people that were in charge and allowed that to happen are pieces of shit. And I hope they all get ousted and I hope they have a hard time finding jobs elsewhere. Um, not necessarily, I don't want them to starve. I want them to be able to work again, but I want to see them rehabilitated and I want to see them starting off much lower on the chain and they have to work their way back up. I think they need to lose something and to really feel the impact. And I hope that and, happens. Well, heads are starting to roll too. Cause, uh, uh, the CEO or the blizzards out and yeah. Yeah. And then they replaced him with Mike Yabara, who was a big wig with Xbox for a long time. Yeah. And then the, the female, uh, studio head, uh, from Vicarious Visions that was absorbed into, into Blizzard, uh, to work on the Diablo two remaster is their co, uh, heads of the Blizzard. Yeah. So good. Good. And I really hope that like, cause, cause that's the thing a lot of people don't realize. I don't think is, you know, people talk about like CEOs, like CEOs can't do anything. This is what they say. CEOs can't do anything. They don't actually do the work. They just sit up there and collect the paycheck. Well, that's not necessarily true. CEOs oftentimes set a tone on what is expected, what's tolerated. And obviously in the past they had CEOs that thought it was okay for guys who are quote unquote joking to do this. And, uh, and now they're going to have a team hopefully that doesn't think that's okay and can make sweeping changes to how everything's handled that way. Ultimately, it's a good thing that all this stuff came out. And as the, as it unravels, as the thread unravels, you'll find more and more crap. But when it gets discovered and uncovered is when the, when the truth comes out, that's when it starts to get better and starts to get fixed. So good on them. You know, I'm glad it happened that it came out. Not glad that it happened to those people. I wish it had never happened, but since it did happen, I'm glad that, uh, that they came out and uh, finally got to tell their story. And a lot of other devs had stories too. And it was just like, man, it was just, it was awful to read some of the experiences some yeah. of these developers have had. It's really disgusting, especially when you love the hobby as much as I do. And you love the news side of it. You love the developer side. You love how they're made. You love seeing like how everything works. And then he's like, Oh, here's, here's a peek behind the curtain. I love that. Oh, here's a peek behind the curtain behind the curtain. Oh, that's, that's fucking gross. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this, this company, oh my God, these people. And, uh, so anyway, enough about that, John, let's move on to the meat and potatoes of this podcast here today. So the reason we're doing this podcast, let's talk a little bit about, let's talk a little bit about <laughs> limited runs of physical games. So like I said earlier in the podcast, I would say the not necessarily the first company to do it, but the first company to do it that was really small and has grown substantially is Limited Run Games. You've probably heard of them. If you haven't heard of Limited Run Games, they've been going for about five years now. And they started off with some PlayStation Vita releases. They made a couple physical games. They take indie games that are like 5 to 15 to $20 on the indie store, games that were never going to get a physical printing, they make a deal to publish that game. They do a physical run, limited quantity, and then they do orders on their site. Well, because of how limited they were in the beginning, hence the name Limited Run Games, because of how limited they were in the beginning, their games got very popular very quickly. Games would sell out within seconds and minutes after a while. And now they've yep. shifted to an open pre-order system. So now almost every single game that comes out, you get two weeks to order your game and then they'll order as many copies as they have pre-orders for, which is much better than it used to be. Um, it does. Yeah. yeah it the does, old order system was nerve wracking. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> last week they, they finally released super meat boy on the Vita, which is the last <laughs> yep. Vita game commercially going to be available on a cartridge. 
uh, in the U.S. And I tried to get it, and it brought you right back to, like, three years ago, like, trying to get a game from their website and, like, just getting getting shut down. So oh, I didn't get a copy, but honestly, I... I I don't mind. <laughs> my my heart was pumping. Like I had, I had like the, the, you know, I had this, the pages up and I was getting ready to refresh and I was refreshing. And then I didn't get a regular copy, but I was able to get a collector's edition. Okay. So, which also kind of sucks because I hate collector's editions, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. I don't really want the game anyway. I just, for me, it was, it was just kind of a, a thing to bookend the collection. So, yep. um, but so th- they do that. And then a bunch of companies start springing up doing very similar things, which is fine because it's a, it's a business model type thing. So, off the top of my head, here's a couple. You have companies like Strictly Limited Games. They're out of uh, Europe, I think, Germany. You have Special Reserve Games. They're another U.S.-based, I think, out of Texas. They are Devolver Digital's uh, limited print company. Yeah, so anything Devolver does that they're going to do a print of like an indie game, they work with Special Reserve, which was a great deal for them. Like, I'll bet you Limited Run like hates that they didn't get that deal. Um, well, actually, Limited Run is very... that. That's the other thing about Limited Run. For the most part, Limited Run is incredibly supportive of these smaller publishers and and actually will co-sell their games on their website. So like when Special Reserve Games has a game up for sale on their website, Limited Run will have an alternate cover version of their game that you can buy from them. Yes, I, I, w- I would say I think there's truth to that, but I also think that I think there's a little bit of hubris on on their part, like the 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 leads of Limited Run that they want to they, they want to be like the main company, and I think to them it's a little bit of a power trip thing if they say, "Hey, you're a little guy, let's help you out, let's help you out, little guy," and it just proves that they're the bigger company because they're able to help out. If that makes any sense, it just I get that vibe from them a little bit, like we're doing these things because we're the king of the castle, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so other companies pop up. There's a company called Hard Copy Games. There's a company called, uh, I said Special Reserve already. There's Signature Edition Games. It's crazy. There's just all these weird, odd names. So uh, I don't remember how long ago it started the way it currently is, but there's a new company called Limited Rare Games. Okay, so, so not Limited Run, not, you know, Super Rare which is another company I forgot out of, out of uh, the UK, I believe, but limited rare games. Okay. So limited rare showed up on, I believe it was on Twitter um, or they, their website showed up on April 1st of 2019, I believe. So that wasn't, was that, because I know we're going to get into it, but was that when Poop Slinger launched? That was that April, right? That was two years I ago? Believe, yeah, I believe that was two years ago, April. Okay. So so Limited Rare, and, and this is what's confusing about it, and so you have to bear with us a little bit, because there's this whole like web of weirdness and mis, like, I don't know, uh, misdirection, I think, that's being cached. But let's go back to April 1st of 2019. Here's what I remember, John, and you tell me if your experience is about the same. So April Fool's, there's a lot of internet jokes when it comes to uh, the video game industry. And all of a sudden, I started seeing pop up in my feed this this company called Limited Rare Games, or I don't even know if it was called Limited Rare Games. I forget what it was even called. I think they kept changing the name of the company on the website as the day went on and it was it was 
photoshops of like the different like limited run super rare uh special reserve like they kept like taking words off of the all the different companies and like jumbling them around yeah so so that day i remember seeing it and thinking i should order this game this is going to be really weird and rare but when you went to the website they straight up had things at the bottom like you agreed that you sell your information to the russian government and stuff like that now typically if they're gonna sell your information they don't they wouldn't talk about it if it was malware they wouldn't tell you they're gonna put malware on there but something about it like it just rubbed me the wrong way and i was like i'm not I'm not doing this, even though I could have bought it with PayPal and I could have got my money back if they ripped me off. Like, I just, I don't know. I just felt weird about it. I didn't like it. So I didn't order one. It was for a game. How much, oh. how much was it when you first saw it? I swear it was 25 or $30, maybe 40 Yeah, because one of the other things that they did throughout that day was they kept increasing the cost of the game. So, like, if you went to the site early, it was like 25 bucks. It, as as the day went later and later, they were talking about how like they don't have enough money, like they're they don't know if they're going to be able to sell enough, so they have to raise the price. And I think like I could totally be wrong about this because I didn't hear about this until after the fact. But uh, I believe they ended around like fifty five bucks was how much they were charging, and then I believe <laughs> at midnight they cut it off. And yeah. reportedly, like ninety three copies of the game got sold. Right, and so a quick recap. They sold a game called Poop Slinger, which is a real game. Never played it, real game, and it's a physical copy. And like John just said, they they advertised that they sold 93 copies, putting it as one of the rarest games out there. However, uh, what I know for a fact is that the minimum order of any game from Sony for PlayStation 4 or for Vita is 1,000 units. So you had to order 1,000 units you cannot order less than a thousand units. So even though they only pre-ordered 93, there are 907 somewhere, (laughs) somewhere else. Also, they shipped the game out very quickly, which means that they had to have that game on hand. Normally when you order a game from limited run now, these days, when they do the two week pre-order, you're waiting about like, six months yeah, sometimes six months. but but for, to be... for it to show so like yeah so this company had potentially a thousand units of the game ready to go but sitting to... yeah. waiting to be shipped out because they they started shipping out uh and people started showing up on twitter showing that they received their copies uh around like the middle of may yeah um however to be fair that's how limited run used to do it too they would get like a thousand run. They would do their pre-orders on a Friday. They would start shipping on Monday. So it is how limited run used to work before open pre-orders, which obviously now they have to do a pre-order. Then they have to send the numbers off and then it takes time to manufacture. So it it's understandable why it takes longer than before. It's the nature of pre-ordering and stuff like that. So, so that game came out. So with only 93 essentially being put into the market, you can imagine the price of this game went very high. I saw it peak at around $1,000 people were buying copies for, um, which is mental, um, especially on something that was so so, um, artificially created to be scarce. It was, there's there's not only 93 copies. There's only 93 copies that got shipped to people that bought it. There are still 907 copies at least, because there's technically, I think you have to do 
1500 but 500 include like test prints and then there's some extra something like that i forget what the exact number is but it's it's over a thousand limited run doug or uh, josh limited run josh said that they usually have at least a hundred copies over what they order and that those copies uh, a lot of the copies end up actually getting sent to sony so like sony themselves usually gets like like 60 copies of a game that they do god knows what with (laughs) yeah exactly so okay so there's a lot to unpack here because and that's that's pretty much that story at that point well then a company shows up on twitter as limited rare games a lot of people think it's the same company that did poop slinger because and that game was super rare, got super expensive. So the the scalpers and the freaks and the me and the Johns, like we start coming out of the woodwork, like ooh ooh new rare game ooh ooh. Uh, this new limited rare games has another game that they're going to release called Tamashi. Um, Tamashi, I don't remember how many copies they had made. I would assume at least a thousand. Uh, I don't know if you tried to buy one, John. I tried and I did not get one. <laughs> It, it sold I don't know when it it sold out very so, quickly. So, real quick, limited rare games on Twitter uh, that showed up on in 2019 is at limited rare games spelled out properly. Right, the full words. Limited a year rare later, games. a year later, April of 2020, LTD rare games shows up on Twitter and they are the ones that are now selling this Tamashi game. Right. So um, it, it's it's using like the same name as the Poop Slinger team, but a different Twitter username. Now, yes. now you can change your Twitter username as much as you want. Like I've been Game Trade Greg and I've switched to like Game Talk Greg. So I, you can go back and forth as often as you want. It's not a big deal. But so it's possible they changed it. But if you had limited rare games completely spelled out, why would you change it to LTD rare games? It kind of doesn't make sense. It's a it's a worse and, version of your name. Yeah. And well, in both of these Twitter accounts still exist. Yes. Um, and so this Tamashi game, like impossible to get, sells out right away. So when did it go up? Oh, I don't remember. I, it must have been the summer I, of. It, it I feel like it was Black Friday. Like it was like yeah, it was like the fall of 2019, right? Or was it this last year, 2020? I think it was the fall of 2020 because people, some people have gotten it, but there's a lot Correct. of people online that still have not received their copies of this game. Right. And so let me see if I can bring it up here real quick because I want to I want to tweet out kind of get you an understanding of the people who are running that uh, <laughs> um, uh, who are running that Twitter handle because they're like. They're trying to be funny, uh, which is fine. Um, Spelled it wrong. Let's see here. Oh, my God. I can't see. It's it's on my far monitor, so I'm like, I'm trying to read it. So some of the the jokes and some of the personalities that this secondary Twitter account has taken on are from the first Twitter account. Um, so they talk a lot about Boris and Ivan, uh, on limited rare games. They're, they're two characters. They talk about like, oh, like if, like Boris and Ivan are working hard to get your games out to you, whatever. Um, and like 
like Greg, you mentioned that that the website originally said that they were going to sell your your information to Russia. So Boris and Ivan are Russian characters, um, and then the the limited run or limited rare Twitter account when they were talking about getting people their copies of Pooch Slinger, they're like, we're working as hard as we can. Like we gotta we gotta work uh hard uh in between our shifts at Walmart, uh was one of the jokes they had said. Um and the 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 new Twitter also says that that Ivan and uh and Boris work at Walmart. Um and that they're they're from Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Which Russia doesn't. Russia does not have Walmart. Just so you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I looked so, it up. <laughs> so that's a that's a that's a that's a good point. And so so basically, they're just they're like a a, a troll account. And they're basically just like making up all this stuff. But oh, we're Russian. You know, we're making games as fast as we can. And Boris, oh oh, a game got delayed. Oh, Boris, you know, sat on all the boxes, and we had to get new copies or something like that. Like it's always some nonsense. Yeah. So John and I, uh, back in April. We're chatting back and forth around April 1st, <laughs> and oh, they, had a, they, yeah. had a, they had a countdown timer on their website for April 1st, right? And so John and I are like, oh, shit, this could be like the next game they're going to release, right? Another rare one. We got to get on this one, John. The, you and the I are, countdown ended at... Originally, I thought it was 2 like... 2 a.m. I thought it was midnight like originally. It was It was midnight, like, I think, Pacific time. Okay, yeah. So that would make sense. So it was it was like but then here's the thing. So John and I are staying up. We're kind of chatting on Master. I'm laying in bed, literally laying in bed while this is all going on. I was as well. And and all of a sudden it's just like you go to the website, the countdown ends. You refresh, you refresh, you refresh. Now the countdown's changed like another half hour. Or or then every now and then it would put a new message saying like, "Oh, give us 15 more minutes. We're getting ready." And you're like, "What the hell is this?" Like they're basically yes. screwing with people. And it's for you know it's April 1st, so we're like, "Okay, I'm kind of expecting this to be a bunch of nonsense." And then ultimately, after delay, 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 uh, hey, here's a link. You can buy a T-shirt. And well, a t-shirt. no. Do you do you remember what I figured out? <laughs> Are you talking about like the so on the site you could like make those hidden messages or whatever? Oh yeah, yeah that's right. So, okay, sorry. So yeah, they, go ahead. They kept having messages that would that would say like, "Oh, Boris is what doing whatever, whatever." And so like we thought that it was the the people that run the website like fucking with us the entire time because they kept changing the timer. Like sometimes it would, it would suddenly show up that it was a year from now, then it would be over and it was weird. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? And then I'm looking at the website and I click on settings and I realize that I can edit the timer yeah, (laughs) and the message and the background image. And I text Greg and I was like, dude, check this out. I, I wrote a message specifically to Greg on the website and then it posted on the website and then I sent him a screenshot and I'm like, oh fuck, we've been had. We've been Sam. had. <laughs> so it's and a good so it's a good troll. So yeah, they so yeah, they I, we realized that that like potentially hundreds of people that were all looking at this website fervently could have been fucking with the timer as just as well as I had been doing it. And so it's like, Oh God, what the fuck is actually going on? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it's great. It's, it's great. And so ultimately, eventually it comes up that you could buy a t-shirt, yes. just a t-shirt. The t-shirt says 
I wasted five months, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt, <laughs> limitedraregames.com. And I know this because I'm wearing it. Because you, you're wearing it. I am not. I'm wearing my Game Trade shirt because I came right from work. But I was wearing it yesterday, actually. I wore it uh, <laughs> when I was schlubbing around the house yesterday. So I bought it kind of as a joke. Like, I, I was like, okay, you know what? You guys got me. I sat here, April Fool's. I sat up all night waiting. I'm going to buy this stupid shirt because it's yeah. a black shirt. And I need another shirt. And I think it's kind of funny. I actually, I'm in on the, on the joke, on the joke. I think it's funny and I appreciate what they're doing. I think it's funny. So I buy the shirt and you know what it's whatever, you know? So about what was it, John, probably a month ago, or they started tweeting out stuff like maybe it was like three or four weeks ago. They start tweeting out stuff like, you know, on this date, we're going to tell you the truth. We're finally going to reveal the truth about everything before that. They did another shirt. Oh yes, they did do another shirt. Yes. <laughs> so they did another, and but this time they 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 blew it out like cafe press style, and you could order the the design on a shirt, a sweater, a hoodie, uh, like a mug, whatever. Um, so I think that was again another like you can order this for one day, and after that it's gone. Um, I did not order that shirt, and I'm guessing you didn't either since you didn't remember it. Correct. I did not. And, and like, so here's, for instance, this was June 21st. They tweeted out, this is their tweet, right? Boris lose all our money in crypto crash. He say it China's fault, so we make him design new merch. Only available for 24 hours, strictly limited, super rare, never again. Hashtag FOMO, which stands for fear of missing out. We bring you number seven, and the shirt says, number seven best publisher of super rare limited run games in whole world, whole spelled H-O-L-E, <laughs> limited run, limited rare games.com. So it's funny, like it's funny, but I'm looking at it going, okay, like it's funny, and the first shirt was funny, but now I feel like this is just like stupid, like I'm not going to buy this, you know? Um, but yes, like John said, you could get on hoodies, whatever, you get a whole bunch of stuff. So then... Um, Let's see, where was it here? Um, uh, July 23rd. Okay, July 23rd. Okay, we see a lot of rumors about who we are. They are limited run games. They're hard copy games. They're Banksy. They are Illuminati. None of this is true. Tomorrow we tell truth. Put records straight about Poop Slinger, Tamashi, everything, and blow the lid off limited publishing. This is July 23rd. So then July 23rd says, you know, another tweet. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth uh, gif of uh, Jack Nicholson in a... And then uh, there's a few good men. A few good men. Then, uh, then there's there will be some people not sleeping easy tonight, knowing that the truth is coming out tomorrow. You know who you are. And then later, the truth shall set you free. A gif of Jim Carrey in Liar Liar. Um, and then uh, you know, here's a Dana Scully Mulder. The truth is out there. Gif. Uh, here's a Millie, a Millie Vanilli girl. You know it's true. Gif. <laughs> and then uh, let's see here. So then. Um, the day comes out, no, the day, July 24th, they, they have a tweet, limited rare games, the truth, a super rare, strictly limited run hardback read this explosive expose on the sordid underbelly of the limited printed game industry or sell on eBay, but hurry. And they literally put a book on Amazon. These assholes made a book. <laughs> A hardcover book. I'm holding it in my hand right now. Yep. I've got my copy as well. Uh, it's, it's a black cover that just says limited rare games, all in lowercase. Nope. Nope. Capitalization. And then it's uh, the bottom just says the truth, and the R in truth is backwards. Um, so here, let me just read the back real quick. 
Uh, you know what? Actually, no, it's pretty much what I've already been saying, but it just says things like shady secrets are laid bare as the shocking truth is finally revealed in a book so shocking that the shockwaves will be felt for generations. <laughs> and then the bottom quote says, it's a quote from Jeff from PC World saying simply, shocking. Um, so they made a book. And I will admit at this point, I thought, okay, they're ramping it up a little bit. This took some effort because there are, let me count them here real quick. There are uh, do, 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 125 pages of some of the dumbest shit you'll ever read. Is This, this is some of the worst fanfic I've, I've ever seen put to paper. I, <laughs> I, I will say, like... It could be worse. Like, the fact that they stretched the the Ivan and Boris story out to 120 pages, <laughs> and, like, it does feel like it's... It, it feels like it's going somewhere. It does not feel like it will reveal anything about who they are, period. But it is an actual story about these weirdos. <laughs> um, yes, and, it is. And the... the the Walmart stuff that I was talking about, the first I read the first fifteen pages before we started this podcast. And the it it talks about Boris and Ivan going to work at Walmart, getting fed up of uh they they hate working toilet paper day, and so they they go into their boss's office, they tell him to go fuck himself and they quit and they, they're gonna get into the the high high dollar world of limited print video games. <laughs> And they, they call, they, the, Boris tells Ivan, he's like, have you ever heard of limited fun games? And Boris is like, or Ivan's <laughs> like, no, what is that? And he's like, it's this, this company in America that is selling limited print games and they're making a killing and we're going to do that. And so they quit. So that's, that's all I got in that. Uh, that's how far I got in the book. But the, the, thing i found interesting is that uh, like i said before there were these ideas that the original twitter account talked about about russians about working at walmart that this secondary twitter account seems like they pulled these ideas and spun it into an entire character and story and it's it all seems like it's trying to connect it to the first game. Um, I do not believe that these guys that published Tamashi published Poop Slinger. Uh, if you go to the, the Limited Rare Games Twitter account, they distance themselves from the secondary Twitter account by saying Poop Slinger is the only game that we have published. And they only ever talk about either Poop Slinger or they will retweet things by diggity.net which is the developer of Poop Slinger. They they pretty much stopped doing the whole character thing shortly after the game was published. And and then changed their Twitter bio to distance themselves from this other Twitter handle. Yeah, and and so now that we've kind of established the wacky weird side of what they're doing that's what we want to get to next and john already kind of kind of kicked it off but basically we, we want to try to explain who they might be now 
the reason I started talking about it was because, and you'll hear us reference Limited Run Josh or Limited Run Doug a lot because those are the founders of Limited Run Games. And they, they <laughs> I don't know, um, they, they are always kind of at the center of everything. And so I'm going to tell you some anecdotal things that I've read from their Twitter over the years. And I think we're going to go uh, and we're going to talk about some other, some, some kind of Twitter beefs and stuff that they've had. And then I, I'm going to give kind of like what I think at the end. So bear with me here as we continue this craziness. So just the other day, this is kind of what's, what sparked it again was that limited run. Josh shows up. Uh, he, he has a tweet and he, his tweet is something like, uh, let me bring it up here. Uh, it was something along the lines of, wow, I just found out that a competing company, you know, had wrote a book that kills me and Doug or something. <laughs> and, um, and it was like, uh, it's not really what happened, but okay. Um, and, but, but it kind of kicked it off, you know, um, like people talking about it again. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, how many days ago was that already? Wasn't it just like, it was like a week ago. Was it? Yeah. So the the reason why he probably says that they killed off him and Doug that I I doubt they name him and Doug in the book by name, but they probably kill off the the uh, the uh, competitors that are at limited fun games. So they probably kill the two people that run limited fun games, right. which is obviously a veiled reference to limited run games. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I, I can't find the exact tweet right now, but basically it said like, oh, I just heard that, you know, a competitor just wrote a... Oh, here we go. Okay, sorry, I found it. Today I learned a competitor wrote a fan fiction purchasable on Amazon where Douglas and I get murdered at the end. And then he's got a gif of James Franco saying they hate us because they ain't us. Um, and then, you know, the, some of the people... Um, you know, one of the people replies, competitor is being kind. Basically saying that, like, these people aren't on the same level as Limited Run. To which Josh replies, I'm fairly certain they're actually hard copy games using this joke to kind of low key grab people's wallets because they know they can. They're not really just some random independent operation. And so I saw that and I was like, oh, interesting, because normally they don't talk about who they think it might be. They've just let a lot of this stuff go, you know, and whatever. They're not trying to like out them or anything. They're just kind of. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, and, and when I responded, I was like, "How do what? What makes you think it's hard copy games?" Yeah, well, and so one thing that's jo so Josh Fair, uh, Fairhurst limited run. Josh goes on to say, "Hard copy is also the only limited company that has done fiction books like Polybius, and not only that, they have originally formed from a fiction book publisher. They've also worked with hmm. Digerati before, who is the Tamashi publisher, and so it's." You know, that's why he thinks that they're connected. Um, and then he said, you know, someone asked, do you have any thoughts on the current limited rare being different from the limited rare that made Poop Slinger? To which he replies, I don't really know, but I think they're different. The Poop Slinger one reminded me of Warned Collector in how they spoke. This new one just seems like the guy at the office who still says my wife 10 years after everyone else stopped quoting Borat. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know who Warned Collector is? I don't. I do not. I didn't. I, I didn't that see is. that tweet or the previous one that that you mentioned that uh, that hard copy had had ties to like fan fiction and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I'm trying to see because he actually he replied to almost everybody. Um. Let's see, because he says something like, um, 
Someone, someone says just dismiss him as some guys and he goes I try not to be di dismissive of anyone because I generally have no idea what anyone is capable of a small guy today could always become tomorrow's giant like okay it's you know it's nice um <laughs> and then this person said I've never heard of them and he goes and then Josh says well I guess I just gave them some publicity um but anyway so that was kind of like what started it. so it got us talking about it again and um and so I brought up to you because I'm bringing up our conversation originally where I said um, hard copy has beef with limited run games. I know that. So it wouldn't surprise me if they mess with them. And the reason we said that is because you think that limited run games is actually the one who did poop slinger. So yeah. That's like the Scooby-Doo moment, like where they ripped the mask off of the original limited rare games is that it's actually limited run games. Now, be yeah. before I have you get into that, I'm just going to say um, I could totally see them doing that. And the reason I say that is because a few years ago, I remember very specifically limited run Josh saying something about an April fool's joke that they had spent a long time getting ready. And, and I remember them talking about like, Oh, this is going to be a big deal. This one's like, it's, he, and it was, this was in like the summertime. So you're like, okay, well, and I don't remember, I feel like it was years ago, of course, with COVID, like everything feels like a lifetime ago that was pre-COVID. <laughs> but I remember thinking like, okay, so he said something about a really cool April Fool's joke that they've got coming up. And then I never saw anything else about it ever. They never did anything else. They never, you know, there was never a big April Fool's joke that you could tell would have been a long time running. Like there was nothing like that. Back so, then, they ba did do one this then. year. Yeah, yeah, they did one this year. Um, but but back then, especially, like, nothing that would have been equal to that. Now, it's certainly possible that it took longer because of COVID, and so it came out this year. But for the most part, there was there was nothing. So I could totally see them having trying to build up what they did there in 2019 and selling Poop Slinger. Like, that could have been the thing that they've been setting up. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it went how they thought it would. <laughs> and so I think ultimately they could have shelved it and shelved all the rest of the copies because what other company can just sit on that many copies of a game? Yes. Like, like if you, if you bought a thousand copies or 1500 <laughs> copies of a game, you can't sit on, I mean, well you can, if you have the money, but like a small company that's just starting, can't sit on that kind of cash unless, you know, right. they've got some sort of money if they can do that is what I'm trying to say. So what leads you to believe that the original limited rare games, which did poop slinger, which we've now established is not the same company that did Tamashi. What makes you think that they could be limited run games? So, well, what you just said. So, uh, when limited run started, their first two games were games they made themselves. It was Breach and Clear and Saturday Morning RPG. And Breach and Clear, like, the that game selling basically saved their asses. And like they were, they were like gonna go out of business as a, a development studio. I believe White Rabbit Games is their development That's studio. Yep. And by selling it on the the Vita as a physical copy, it got them a lot of press, and it also made them a bunch of money. And then they were able to do it again with with Saturday Morning RPG. Uh, they could not have printed. 2,500 copies of Breach and Clear and then sat on a thousand of them back then. They would have went bankrupt. Correct. Like they, they, it would have wiped out all of their money 
and it would have been a huge massive risk so the that's a big part of the reason why i think it's limited run they have the that they could print a thousand copies of a game and sit on most of them without much issue also the fact that that limited run josh seems pissy about this new twitter account like and, and like he he's kind of throwing barbs at them and he talk, he's talking about how like like he he thinks they're kind of like like preying on the on on people to get them to buy like shirts and books and whatever and i think the reason why he seems grumpy about it is that i think limited run was the original twitter account that sold poop slinger and but they they didn't trademark or they didn't register the company they wanted it to be a secret and so this other company comes out and they say well screw it let's just rip them off and we'll put out our own stuff we'll put our own game we'll put out a book we'll put out two t-shirts and we'll we'll just sucker money out of people and josh if they ever wanted to use that original twitter account again to sell something else they really can't because now they're tied to the this other company that is essentially pretending to be them and might have bad blood with with uh buyers like my my friend kevin that i talk about all the time he fucking hates all of them like Anytime I talk about limited rare games, he's just like, fuck all this shit. <laughs> like, he's like, like, like I, I told him that I bought that book and he's like, you're, you're part of the goddamn problem. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think that, that Josh probably was, was the originator behind this original idea and, and now is pissed off that he can't, he can't continue to do anything with it because it will have possibly bad connotations to it. Yeah, I, I could totally see that. And and so part of the reason I believe that too, so after you mentioned that to me when we were chatting, and I said I said, uh, hard copy has beef with LRG, I know that. And then you said something like, um, why would LRG and hard copy have issues with each other beyond this? And this is the story as I told it to you. And then I found some tweets to kind of back it up. But basically, um, I don't, let me see when it was from. It was basically from like July of 2019. So this would have been a few months after Poop Slinger was released. And I think before the new limited rare games showed up. I think. Does that sound right? Like when, when, did, limited, well, when did the new limited, limited rare games show up? The new limited rare games Twitter showed up in April of 2020. Okay, so yeah, this is like this is like almost a year after or a year before, excuse me. So so there was something, and I, I forget how it started, but what I recall is that Limited Run Doug had put a tweet up, and it said something along the lines of, you know, it was something about. Man, you know, I, I'm just sad to see the market flooded with all these limited edition games now. You know, something basically he was complaining about all these new companies springing up 
and basically copying what Limited Run did, which I mean, as a business owner, I, I agree. Like it, get, it would get annoying to me if people kept opening up like boutique video game stores <laughs> in Green Bay and I would just be like, oh, here's another one, you know, <laughs> like, you know, here's another person trying to trying to do what I'm doing and, you know, getting him getting in my face with it. Um, and then it was funny though. So then hard copy games and I couldn't find their original tweet. So I'm guessing they deleted it, but they, 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 they quoted, I think that tweet or they replied to it and said something like complains about too many limited run games in the mark flooding the market releases 20 games a week or something. Cause it was like literally that week they had had like a big release window. And I think it was like five to 10 games they were releasing or something, including the special editions. So he was basically throwing shade at Doug saying, you're complaining about other people flooding the market when you guys are flooding the market. So don't talk to us companies who are releasing games and, and basically talk trash about us. So that was kind of like the start of it. Um, <laughs> and so then let me see if I can find the other one here. Which uh, hard copy is and and other smaller publishers like this are probably pissy with limited run because limited run's been doing it for longer and they probably have a lot of like goodwill within yeah. the small digital game community that that they've put out like Chemco has released like 12 shitty little RPGs and every single time they do they put them out with limited run games because they have a pre-existing agreement with them they yeah. they have goodwill with them so it's probably difficult for hard copy to go out and make these new deals with them when everybody probably looks at them and goes who are you I'm going to go with the company that's able to sell 10,000 copies in in two weeks, whereas yeah. you might take you might take six months to sell ten thousand copies. Because I don't know about you, do you own any hard copy games? Uh, I do. Yeah. Because I don't have any of their games. I like, think I have of, all of them. I think I got Elliot. None Quest. of their games really, really uh, stuck out to me as anything I was interested in. Yeah, the, the latest one I think was Super Joy or something like that. But so so anyway. Um, so around that same time, um, let me see, let me see, let me get this back here. I want to kind of back this up. Didn't uh, hard copy on their Twitter around that time specifically reference poop slinger? Yes. So that's the first thing I was going to say here. So they had a, they, they showed a picture of licked spree, which was one of their releases. And it says rarer than poop slinger, but without the contrived scarcity. So that's taking a shot at, limited rare games, the original limited rare games, and quite possibly limited run games if they're the ones who did it, right? So, you know, they're saying it's rarer than Poop Slinger, but without the contrived scarcity. And that was July 28th. And then, um, let's see. Oh, actually, hold on. I think these are in the wrong order. Um, anyway, Which, so, sorry, let me start oh. with this. Let me start with this first. So, um, hard copy games in the end of May of 2019 says something and just go, I, I forget what the, the context here was, but they go, I don't know why you guys worry so much about the new guys and where's my copy of poop slingers. <laughs> so basically he's calling them out as the people that were the ones who shipped poop slinger. Now I'm don't know if they know anything. They might, they might know people in the production industry. And so it might've told them, Oh yeah, it's this thing. They're trying to keep it secret, blah, blah, blah. They might have inside information. They might just assume like we are. Um, but then, uh, here's, and here's why I made my comment earlier about 
limited run being like the big dogs who who get kind of off on the on the power side of it um because this was josh limited run josh's reply to that he says i've never once interacted with you nor referred to your company in any way shape or form and you choose to use your platform to heckle me thanks for throwing the first stone and giving me no reason to support you in the future so basically and, and i remember another comment i couldn't find the tweet but i remember another comment where he specifically said something like we've helped we've made deals and helped a lot of smaller companies and basically saying he passed along deals that they didn't want to work on or didn't have time to work on they passed them along to smaller companies and basically said now we'll never do it for you because you're a jerk and you were you said bad things about us so it was kind of a weird interaction right so there is issue here um <laughs> And then, uh, and then he goes on to say, I'm not worried about the new guys, by the way, they're free to operate how they see fit, but I'm allowed to share my thoughts on where things are headed. And I'm sorry, but things aren't the way they are in 2015. Scarcity is no longer a selling point. And then, um, then, uh, limited rare games. And this is really weird. So this is limited rare games in May of 2019. So this would be the original limited rare games. This, and they have a, icon is poop slinger and the reply just says we have no money and have to ship between real job at walmart takes time to ship so but so that's where this new one sounds very much like that but this is a year before the new one was created on twitter and and that's where i think the character uh of ivan partially comes from is they're they're taking elements of those tweets yeah, especially since the new one was made and the old one's trying to distance itself from the new one. So it's clearly they're not the same, but the second one is very similar to the first ones. Like you said, it's their shtick was that they were like Russians who are trying to make rare games or something, you know, publish rare games. Yeah, but the the first Twitter account didn't really have that recurring character as much as the second one did. Right, like all they... the second one does is that character. Like, that's all yes. they do, yeah. Um, and so... It's kind of it's kind of weird. <laughs> um, it's so ultimately that's the mystery, right? And so there's two limited rare games. Both have released one game. They both claim to not be the same, or like the the second one doesn't distance itself from the first one at all. They're happily being associated with it, and the first one is actively trying to be like, just so you know, we've only made one game, or we've only published one game, and it's Poop Slingers. And so <laughs> here's what I ultimately think. I think, John, you touched on it really well. I think that Poop Slinger was originally the brainchild of limited run games. And I think they thought it would be really funny and a really good April Fool's joke. And then I think it got out of hand. And I think that there was a negative response to it. And I think they tried to distance themselves from that negative response. So they've never fessed up to it. And I think that they're sitting in a warehouse somewhere with 907 copies at least of poop slinger. Mm-hmm. I think also based on what we just talked about that the new limited rare games is hard copy games. And I think that they're trying to shit on limited run games and they found a new way to, to, to piss in their Cheerios. <laughs> and that is to pretend and do what they did as an April fool's joke and keep the joke running. I ulti- I do believe that. I that that's what like after all we've talked about. I can't imagine anything else to be true. Now it could be. One of, we could be wrong. One of the other indicators that it was hard copy, um, and I didn't see this for myself, but 
because I looked into it afterwards. But uh, when I asked Josh why he thought it was hard copy, he didn't respond to me, but somebody else did. And they said that when they published Tamashi, or when they when they went and got it ESRB rated, because um, the ESRB is bastards. And when you release a game digitally, you get it rated by the ESRB and you have to, they put up their content descriptor. Well, if you get it put on the disc, you have to get it re-rated, even though it's the exact same thing, yeah. and you have to pay to have it re-rated again. And so on Poop Slinger, the, the publisher of Poop Slinger as the digital version is diggity.net, which is the name of the developer. And then the publisher of the disc version is diggity.net or limited liability company so they created an llc to put out the disc version of the game uh on tamashi the the publisher of the digital version was digerati and then apparently originally the publisher of the disc version was hard copy games now, when I looked at it last week, it had since been updated to say limited rare games, but somebody on, on Twitter had said that, that that is how they outed themselves was when they had the game rated by the ESRB. Yeah, and, and I wish I could confirm that, but here's what I think about that. I think that Limited Run Josh would have thought far enough ahead with, with uh, uh, Diggity... Is that right? That's Poop Slinger? Yep, yep. diggity.net. Yeah, I think they would have thought far enough ahead to have them create an LLC, let them go through it, and then they would ship it for them. I, I could totally yep. see that. They're smart enough to think that out as a big April Fool's joke that you're trying to set up. I could see hard copy games not having the foresight of that or not understanding the new ESRB rating system of rating physical and them having to give their info. So I could see that being an oversight that was quickly changed or updated, but... I don't know. It's it's a pretty big misstep if you're going to try to pull that. Yeah. But I could see Limited Run not falling for that. So I could see why one company hit it better than the other. It's just, you know, the nature of the beast. So I, I could totally see that. Um, now, um, so now what's weird is, so I was going through some of these, as you were talking, I was going through some, I just searched for like limited rare games. And in July 6th of 2020, Josh... Limited Run Josh put a tweet out saying, what are your limited rare games three predictions? And someone said, I don't know about prediction, but here's a wish list. And he gave a list. And the last one on the list is Star Wars Episode One PS1 re-release for PS4, which actually is actually kind of realistic now. It wasn't realistic before, but it's actually kind of realistic now that they work with LucasArts. Um, so then Josh actually replies to that tweet and says, the Episode One Phantom Menace game was awesome. I can't help you with Poop Slinger as I never ordered a copy, but maybe at Limited Rare Games can. He actually tags them on Twitter. And then the and then he replies to himself the same day and goes, did their Twitter get deleted? And someone said, yep, a new one was created at Limited Rare Game. So it hmm. used to be Limited Rare Games. Then Limited Rare Game popped up. Um, And I, I don't know if this, this is an LTD Rare Game. It's limited rare game without the S on the end, but they deleted their old and put up this new one. Okay. Um, one of the people that they're followed by is Hard Copy Games. <laughs> Just as a heads up. Um, 
And then this person replied back, I'm not sure I ordered one, got charged, never got sent one, never got refunded and couldn't find anywhere to contact them. PayPal was no help because I used a debit card. I just took the loss. Um, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so so he even tags that that limited rare games. So I don't know. That's kind of weird. You know, that, that he would try to say, hey, get this from these people. Because I would I would assume if he saw what they did, which he would he knows the process better than anyone. Or as well as anyone, I should say. So he knows how many copies you have to make. And he knows if they only pre-ordered 93, that they're sitting on the rest and they're trying to rip people off with this artificial scarcity. I don't think he would support that. I don't think that's something that, that Limited Run Josh would be down with normally. But here he is telling people like, hey, maybe this person can help you. Well, and uh, I believe Diggity was offering, they were doing like contests and stuff on their Twitter to give away copies of Poop Slinger. Yeah, so, exactly, yeah. I don't know how many copies went out in that fashion, but but there was talk of possibly like getting a free copy by doing like retweeting and stuff like that. And I swear, I can't find it now, but I swear that there was something to where... Cause yeah, cause in December of 2019, they were doing giveaways on their website. Um, but, uh, I, I swear somebody asked like, Hey, you know, I never got my copy of the game. Can you help? And I swear they said something like, we'll look into it, which tells you that they didn't just have limited run games do it. They might've had something to do with it as well. Like they might have, uh, some details as to the process, I guess, you know? Hmm. Um, but I don't know. Again, that's. At this point, we're getting ticky-tacky with it. But yeah, so so anyway, to summarize, uh, summarize everything, it's just this weird, weird, like, internet rabbit hole to go down of who's the actual, like, it's like hidden companies and secrets. And, and then, you, and like John said earlier, there's people out there who ordered Tamashi and never got it. So they're trying to reach out to this LTD Rare Games and saying, hey, like, I never got my copy. Can you help me out? And those people never ever get replied to. <laughs> and every post that limited rare games does, those people are still saying they never got their copy. Very weird stuff, man. It's so I don't know. Now that is common with these companies because like anytime you look at any limited run games tweet, there's generally like 50 people that are very impatient. Okay. Like, that's fair. Yeah. Waiting, waiting to get whatever game they ordered. Um, so I do think that they're they're gonna send their stuff out. Um, so I, I don't think that that this company is necessarily scamming people in that the people that pay for the games aren't gonna get them. I think they're scamming people in that they're selling things that are gonna give give them more money because like the shirt I'm wearing. So I paid twenty five bucks plus shipping <laughs> to get this stupid shirt. <laughs> And they probably paid three bucks for it. Uh, and then the book, same thing with the book. The book is was 25 bucks. They probably paid five bucks to have it printed. Um, if they sold all 500 copies of their book at 25 bucks a piece, it was it comes out to about twelve thousand dollars. So they potentially made twelve thousand dollars from a 
dumb joke. Uh, now they did. They supposedly didn't sell all all 500 copies. Um, quickly after they after the 24 hours that the book went up, they raised the price of the book to $500 or no, $250. Um, so they, they kind of seem like they're, they're stringing people along like myself and probably like you that, that think, well, maybe if I buy their next thing they're that like secretly I'll open the box and there's a game in it. <laughs> and there's yes. not. Ultimately, I kind of, I kind of thought that, and it. So that'll be kind of my closing point is that you know, fool me once, shame on me, right? So, yeah, I, I, I bought the T-shirt because I thought it was funny. I'm like, you know what, you guys played me up on April first. Okay, you know what, I'm gonna buy this shirt just because I'm a stubborn ass. Then with the book, I thought, you know what, what if they're doing something cool? Like, and and I'll get into the story in a minute about how I obsessed over it for a whole week. But I thought. <clears throat> What if I bought the book and inside there's like a code or a, or a, a website link to go buy their next game, right? And so that'd be kind of cool. Like, yeah, I'll pay the $25 because I'm an idiot to maybe have a chance at something like that. And and then so I'll tell you, and I know you know because I, you were with me on this journey for a little while. So I'm, I'm going through the book. Like, this book is stupid as hell. And I'm flipping to the back page. And on the very last page... There's like what looks to be the half, half of a QR code. And I'm like, holy shit, there is something here. I can figure this out, but I only have one piece of the puzzle. So I messaged John because I know John's stupid like me and bought the book. <laughs> and, and, and I go, John, send me a picture, man. I need to have your picture. He goes, okay. So he sends me a picture and I flip your code upside down. I put the two together. I can't get my phone to read it as a QR code. And I'm like, damn it. Like, I'm so close. I can crack this thing. And so this actually, what night was it? Was it, it was Wednesday night, I think, right, John? So like Wednesday night, I texted you and told you I figured it all out. So, so basically I'm looking through it and I'm like, I got, I got to look into this more. I know it's not a QR code because it doesn't have the stupid eyes in the corner. And I know it's not an Aztec code because Aztec code has like a square eye in the center. And so I start looking up different codes, like different 2D barcode codes. And I finally come across what it is. It's a GS1 data matrix 2D barcode. So I wasn't missing a piece. This is exactly how those codes look. And I'm like, I I might have almost said like, holy shit out loud. And Jenny was upstairs, I remember, and she's like, what? And I'm like, oh my God, I figured it out. This is what it is. Oh my God, you're never going to believe this. So I start looking up, how do you scan a GS1 data matrix barcode? And I look into it, it's mostly used in like the medical field for medical records. I'm like, that's so weird and obscure. Of course they would use something like that. Hell yes. And then I'm so excited and I'm like, I download like two or three very suspect <laughs> apps on my phone that, that have like crazy ads everywhere, but are like, it's a barcode scanner. So I basically, I find one, I scan the, 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 the d- data matrix barcode and it gives me a sequence of numbers and letters with that. When I look at it are the exact sequence of letters and numbers that are already printed exactly underneath the picture. <laughs> So (laughs) what that means is that this book was barcoded as a unique copy and that barcode is the exact same as the printed code. So basically I had jack shit. I had nothing. And I got mad because I recently bought Jenny 
uh, of self-printed book that someone locally in the area had had written. And we looked at the second to last page and that had a barcode in it. Not the same kind of barcode, but had a barcode in it. And so what we deduced was that basically any self-published game or any printed book, sorry, self-published book or printed book that you get printed yourself, they put unique identifiers in the back. So I thought this was some secret plot or something magical that Limited Rare Games had done to try to maybe like an ARG, you know, like this augmented reality game had me searching and deciphering codes throughout the internet to try to get something. And I'm just a fucking moron. And <laughs> it's just it's just a code that's on every fucking book. <laughs> Although Limited Rare uh, tweeted about that. I think somebody tweeted at them about that code. And then they played into the mystery like, oh, I don't know what it is. And uh, and that's when I, I you had you had discovered this like an hour or two beforehand. And so I, I quote tweeted it and said, hey, Greg, you want to fill this guy in? Yeah, yeah, so basically, yeah, and so someone tweeted out and just said, there are some, there's some unique code on the last page, haven't figured out how to use it yet, and then Limited Rare Games retweeted that, or quote tweeted that, with like a gif of somebody being like, oh, like it's sneaky, you know, like, oh, you're, you're on to us, but that was already after I had <laughs> explained what it was, and so, so John tags me in it and goes, you want to fill this guy in, and I just replied, I figured it out. And then the guy sends a bunch of question marks and I just put a question mark back. Like I was kind of trolling and fuck with him a little bit. And then I realized he probably wasn't getting it. And he probably thought I was just being a dickhead. So I thought, okay. So then I replied back and I said, it turns out all self-published books have a code like that. This wasn't a QR code, but in fact was a GS1 data matrix barcode. Sadly, when I scanned it, it just references the long sequence of numbers and letters underneath the code, which then some dipshit replies back and goes, but we still have no idea what the code means. And I replied, <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> me so i posted the pepe sylvia gif from uh from always sunny in philadelphia of uh yeah of charlie, charlie freaking out in the in the basement with all the with all the map behind him and stuff and that that was my very nice way of of saying like are you a fucking idiot like i wanted to say hey dumbass he just explained it yeah but instead i was like i'll tweet pepe sylvia because It'll be nice. Anytime you tweet, anytime you tweet an always sunny in Philadelphia reference, I'm going to love you for it. Um, so I just replied to him and I said, you replied to my comment about what it was. Get a barcode scanner to read it. And it literally translates the large sequence of numbers and letters directly below it. And then you, uh, <laughs> you, you posted that. And then I replied that that was literally me for a week because I was, I was pretty rabid. So here's what I did when I thought it was a QR code. I got yours. And I looked at it and said, oh, shit, we got two different ones, baby. And then <laughs> what I did was I'm like, I don't know how to reach out to anybody else that might have this book. I tried going on Amazon to see if I could reply or message people who left reviews for the book. I could not. So then I decided that people who had replied underneath the Limited Rare Games tweets about the book that replied and said things like, I left a review, I left a review. I started private messaging people on Twitter. I started DMing people and I was like, hey, I know you don't know me. I'm sorry to bother you, but I think there's a secret code in the back of the book. I'm trying to decipher it. Would you please send me a picture of yours? I sent the message to about five people. I got two replies. Uh, The two people that replied, very nice. I met two new people that are mutuals now and uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And they both sent me pictures of the barcode. So I had, I was like twisting and turning and trying to put them together. And I thought it was on this magical journey 
you know, and what, what a shit disappointment ending <laughs> when I realized it was my own stupidity that was like feeding my brain. But I will say though, the journey was still fun. That feeling I had when I thought I cracked it, pure elation, John, I don't know what I've done like that. I don't even get that from beating like a difficult game. I, I was just like, I felt like the smartest person on the goddamn planet. And, uh, and I wasn't, but I felt and like then and then an hour later, you're like, I'm a goddamn idiot. Yeah, you went, I went from feeling like the smartest person on the planet to the dumbest person on the planet in the span of about 25 minutes. It was excellent. Um, but anyway, so that's so that uh, everybody listening, that is the saga, right? That's the that's the rabbit hole that is limited rare games, limited run games, poop slinger, Tamashi. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. So, it's it's nuts. So you don't have any games by them, do you? No, I got boned out of Tamashi, and I didn't order Poop Slinger. We we both. The only thing we have from this company is a shirt and a book. Yeah, we got. We're, <laughs> we're the dipshits. Well, and so, and I guess actually, that's the last thing I'd like to say is, I I really thought maybe they would do something kind of neat, right? I thought maybe they'll put some stuff in a book, and they'll kind of I don't want to say trick us, but they'll they'll like make a neat little game, and and they'll get more creative in how they do their releases, right? That's what I was thinking. And I think at this point, it's fair to say that they're just really essentially making fun of all the people buying this shit. And, and I think they're just sitting back going, man, these people are dumbasses. They'll buy anything. And they're not wrong. I mean, like, they're not wrong. And I'm not mad at them for realizing how stupid collectors can be in the hobby. And, and so I'm officially off the train. I think it's funny yep. what they did. I'm glad I bought the shirt because I'll buy a, a black T-shirt that's like a joke shirt. I, I That's fine. The book I actually do find kind of hilarious. Um, I'm going to keep it in good shape in case it, it ever comes out who they were and it ends up being an item. Uh, in the beginning of the book, they say they printed 500 copies, but they say they only sold 93, <laughs> which isn't that the same number of Poop Slinger copies it sold? I think it is, yeah. Isn't that kind of funny? Um, yep. So I, th- I think, though, now what's going to suck, here's what's going to happen, John. I'm calling this already. They're going to do what I'm thinking they're going to do. They just didn't do it yet. And so I'm going to be off the train. I'm not going to be into their shit. And then I'm going to find out that the next book they release, there's a QR code to buy a copy of their new game. And I'll be like (laughs) pissed off because I won't have gotten that one. But I also think it's, I don't know. It it is, it is taking advantage of, of people's FOMO, but FOMO, like we're adults. And so if, if we don't want to miss out on something, so we're, we're rabid and we go after it, that's on us. I don't blame the company for taking advantage of that. I mean, we we are adults. We have to take responsibility for that, and, uh, and and I do. They're essentially doing what the company Supreme does. They print their logo on any stupid piece of shit, and people buy it because they want to potentially resell it for ten times the amount later. Supreme literally printed their fucking logo on a brick. Well, uh, and and I also do find it funny though too is that limited run josh in particular has an issue with like these people grifting their customers right and mm. and are arguing about artificial scarcity when he literally built his business on that like i like limited run games i like that they make physical copies of games that normally wouldn't get physical runs i'm totally i, I like them i like them for doing it yes games like <laughs> the remake of shadow run and games like uh shadow complex I mean, these are games that would never have seen a physical release. They were dead in the water, and they they brought them back to physical media. That's awesome. But to to act like 
your company didn't build all of its success on the fear of missing out on FOMO. The whole idea of their company getting a bunch of money was because they had games that everybody wanted every one of their games. Every Vita game that went up, people were buying because they had the full set already. Yep. And it's okay, but don't try to like <laughs> act all high and mighty now. Like you didn't know what you were doing when you did it back then. You know, like you, you knew what you were doing when you were making limited copies of games. You were expecting them to be hard to find and rare. And then now you're like getting a, another company a hard time because they're grifting customers about artificial scarcity. I mean, come on. I, I think part of the reason why we probably aren't getting another game from limited rare games is I don't know that they have the money to do another one. To to sign a deal with a, another developer to put out put forth the money to get another game made uh, because the the Tamashi the reason why it's taking so long for people to get Tamashi is that they didn't have it on hand like the first company had Hoopslinger on hand correct so so they didn't have the money to upfront a thousand copies of the game they they took their orders and they put in their their order from the the printer and now they're waiting to get their copies i see so, what you're saying okay so yeah i think i think the reason why we aren't getting a limited rare new game is that they don't have the capital for it i could see that but i think hard copies doing okay i mean if if, if they're I, hard copy games i should say but i i mean i think most of their games are still in stock like i I don't think they're selling out like like Limited Run does or like some of the other... The, Limited Run's really the only company that consistently sells out of all their stuff very quickly. Yeah, I would say the only one that comes close is Strictly Limited Games. They, they have pretty big launches and their their games are usually... Like, they, they find games that don't get re-released anywhere uh, ever. And like, um, they did like Fox and Forest and that game's holding crazy value. Um... But yeah, so I, I guess I could kind of see your point on that is that they might not have the upfront money to do another game. They'd have to basically they'd have to basically have people buy it first, then use that money to get it made, as opposed to getting yeah. it made and then selling it and making the money. I think that's fair. So yeah, I you know, I hope that wasn't too boring for anybody. It it's a wild ride, man. I, I just start to finish. This whole thing is just freaking weird. I don't know. Yeah, but but I love it, and that so that's the saga of limited rare games. Now, John, I know I promised you that we could talk about some of our recent pickups, but it's super late. <laughs> <laughs> We're already we pushed. I told John we can't go over an hour because uh, I'm tired and I've been at work a long time. And but then it's an hour and thirty five minutes at this time. So um, what I want to do though, if I I can, was going to say, can I do two just because they're they're freaking weird and. Uh... And I don't think a lot of people know about them. How about this? Can you and I get together and just do a podcast of just our pickups over the last few months? That might be a long one. That's, uh. let's, do, let's do that instead. I'd rather do that and this the whole podcast will talk about cool stuff we've been buying on eBay and getting in stores and finding out in the wild. I mean, does that sound appealing to you? Uh, yeah, we could do that. All right, let's do that. Um, so, uh, But thank you, everybody, for coming on the ride with us. Thank you, John, for making it work. I know I messaged you like yesterday and was like, or Wednesday, I was like, let's do it Friday night. So thank you for, you know, for making it work because uh, I know our schedules aren't always aligned anymore. Um, and thank yeah, you everybody no for listening and watching, of course. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GameTradeGreg. You can follow John on Twitter at DryerCombo. 
and you can uh, subscribe on YouTube. John, we're about to, I, we might have hit it already today, but we're, I'm like, my channel's like this close to 9,000 subscribers. Damn. It's crazy, man. We're doing it the old fashioned way. I mean, it's grinding away, grinding away. Um, so you can subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash the drop rate. No, sorry. YouTube.com slash drop rate. And then twitch.tv slash the drop rate. Uh, on Twitch, you can subscribe there. I'm going to start doing a few more live streams. And then, of course, at the end of October, I've got my big 24-hour gaming live stream, which is always a hoot. You get to see me stay up super late and get super tired while trying to play games. It's uh, super <laughs> fun. Uh, so thank you, everybody, as always, for listening and watching. Say goodbye, John. See ya. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. You know, you keep oh. saying that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, what? I was going to stop you. For, I was thinking about saying, like, <laughs> hey, don't say we'll see you next week because we'll see you whenever. Okay, here we go. Um. So, uh, all right. Say goodbye, John. See ya. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. Bye-bye.